What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Hey guys, today I have a great guest. His name is Nathan Payne, and he grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, but currently lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. After graduating from college, Nathan worked in the door-to-door sales until he decided to go into real estate. With no prior experience in real estate, Nate decided to learn by taking imperfect action and by failing his way forward. Five years now, he is the co-owner of Offer on Home. He has a real estate investing company and Investor Thrive, a coaching company dedicated to helping wholesalers and real estate investors acquire more real estate, the painless ways. And he also is a host of a real estate investing podcast, which we'll have him talk a little bit about that. And Nathan, welcome, brother. I'm grateful that you're here. We are looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Usually, I don't really do a good job at letting people know about your history. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your <laughs> you first, how you got involved in real estate? Man, you did a great job. I mean, you, Thank you, you crushed brother. that intro. That was good. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about me, uh, additional what you said. I, I Yeah, I went to college, uh, did door-to-door, did, the, did that thing, ran some teams. I mean, because door-to-door, not a lot of people understand that industry, but it's a very good industry. I mean, you can make a lot of money because companies don't have to pay for marketing, right, uh, for your marketing. So you you literally make tons of commission on on a sale. So I was doing satellite TV, Dish Network. I w- eventually did Sprint where I would sell people, you know, their lines, you know, cell phones. Uh get them set up. And then I was tired of doing that. So I went into real estate because my buddy in college, he, his dad did it. He was doing it in college. So I said, Hey man, I got to take these skills somewhere and I don't want to go just go apply for a job. I mean, I actually started applying for jobs and I just didn't like the, to even apply. It was like, man, this is, this is lame. You know, these not, I, I, you could say I was a little prideful in the beginning when I was trying to apply for jobs. I was like, man, these people don't even know who I am. And I got to mm-hmm. talk to them about like where I'm from. And that's, that's the wrong way to think about it. But that's like my mindset. I was like, man, I, I can do something else. So I uh, went, yeah, went into real estate and just figured it out. You know, I'm still figuring it out. It's, it's a never ending journey. Tell us about that first real estate deal that you did. How was that for you? Great, great question. So we actually started out because I knew door to door, we started out knocking doors. That was how we were trying to get deals in the beginning, me and my business partner. So, cause I didn't go into this by myself. I went in with a business partner for the support, right? You know, we wanted to do it together. We believe we could be better together in the beginning. I'm no longer with my business partner. We're still homies, we're still friends, but as you learn, as you level up, sometimes you, I mean, you don't really need a business partner as things go, you know, you don't need to split everything 50-50. But, uh, you know, back in the day when we first started, we were just knocking doors. We met with a broker, we started networking, we met with a broker who had an agency, a brokerage, and we were like, hey man, um, you know, we're looking for a place to work. Can we work at your spot? So we got connected. He's like, yeah, sure. And I've been wanting, he said he's been wanting to get into wholesaling. So he said, I'll provide you a mojo dialer and uh, expired listing leads to call. Anything that you get on there, that's a wholesale deal you keep. But if, if there's any listings given to me, I'll list it for you. So we, okay, great. We wanted a spot to work. So we just hammered those phones for three months straight, you know, not knowing what we were doing, you know, trying to get scripts, trying to figure it out. And we, we came across a guy named Donald from Croatia. He had a house in um, a pre-foreclosure that uh, it was listed. It expired because, you know, no one was able to pay him what he believed it was worth. So he took it down and uh, we called him. He wanted to sell. So we went over there. 
met with him. You know, he it took maybe six, seven, eight appointments to to get the the contract locked down. Because of our missionary days and because of you know my door to door days, sometimes we we would call him, he wouldn't answer, so we would just show up at his house. We would just be like, we hey Donald, we know you're in there, bro. You know, he, he was, we knew he was in there because he was in pre-foreclosure. It was, you could tell he was going through some depression, lived in, he was from Croatia, but lived in the United States. And he was just like, man, I'm trying to get out of here. He was actually going to even just let the house go. Right. But we, we got him, got him. We're like, dude, don't let this go. We can pay you 185 for it. We locked it up, locked it up too high. We didn't, we didn't really know. We thought it was a good deal. Um, we use Facebook Messenger and Facebook groups to find a buyer. Our buyer offered us 185, the price we had it at, and uh, so we had to negotiate them down. We got them down to 180 and made 5k on our first deal. Awesome! <laughs> awesome. Through a lot of up and down. We we have a lot of listeners from all over the country, and we mm-hmm. have some some young people, younger people, and some older people. Doesn't matter what age or where what journey you're in life and a lot of people want to get involved in real estate usually what i tell people that if you ain't have no money if you are trying to make an extra couple of dollars always suggest people to wholesale to learn how to wholesale and right. you did that successfully at your first deal knocking on doors which i love what advice would you give someone that is in their early 30s maybe or in college because they can relate to you right what i advise is uh what i was not advised to do a lot of wholesalers like or a lot of people that teach wholesaling they tell you just go find a deal that's what i did i found a deal i was knocking i just was trying to look for something that's good that's not the way i i teach it i teach it uh called reverse wholesaling or i actually call it painless wholesaling because it's painless you know, it's painful to do the other way. I know because I did it. When you're looking for a deal, you don't have an end buyer and you just don't, you're just not sure who's going to buy it. That's not a good idea because you could waste a lot of your time getting a deal that's not a deal. Like I told you, I had to renegotiate. Imagine if the guy was like, I ain't, I'm not going down. Well, I would have wasted my time, right? So my advice to anyone listening is go link up with someone who is a buyer, a cash buyer. Go link up with someone that buys apartments, link up with someone that does commercial, anyone. And find them right here. Deal. That's, link up with, link up with yeah. me. If you're listening, link up with me. <laughs> Hit me up. I, exactly. I'm buying all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Link up. And uh, what you got to do is just find someone that's buying, and then they'll tell you what to go look for, what what criteria they want, instead of you just going out there spending. I talk to people that spend years sometimes not getting a deal, and they lock something up. And, and, and it's not they haven't gotten any deals under contract. They just haven't been able to sell them. What, what's the point of just going to go – work so hard you don't even know who you're going to sell it to again that's what they teach and i get the philosophy of teaching that some people say if you can get a good deal anyone will buy it mm, problem mm. is half these people don't know what deals are that's bullshit that's not that's not yeah, true no i don't I, believe that i don't believe in that exactly yeah and i don't believe that either because i mean there's you got thousands of canceled contracts by wholesalers and people in real estate because they just don't know what they're doing so that's that's my advice link up with someone that's buying bring them a deal find out what their criteria is that's the first way to go you said something very important is you got to go find guys like you and i that have the capacity to buy these deals right first right where do you find those guys 
How do you find them? Where are those guys hanging out? And what I teach and what I provide is like the, the framework, a roadmap. If you go to my website, investorthrive.com, I will give you a free course and a roadmap. Uh, it's called a mind map. I, I literally lay out the process of how to do what I'm telling you right now for free. Because uh, I understand that this is something that everyone faces. They're, they're like, how do I do this? Now, if you go to my mind map, it will tell you in step three, because I, I lay out 10 steps to get your first deal. In step three, it talks about getting buyers. So where do you find them? It depends what kind of buyer you're looking for. There's about five different types of buyers. There's cash buyers, flippers. There's a landlord cash buyers that would just want to buy and hold. There's hedge funds. I call realtors buyers because they have access to the buyers and wholesalers. So those are the five type of people that I believe if you can find that can bring you, tell you what they want, right? So let's go into flippers. Where do you want to find a flipper? Well, there's about 20 different ways to do it on my mind map, but I'll, I'll name three. If you go to a title company and just say, hey, look, I'm, I'm looking for uh, people to wholesale deals to. Who's your top buyer so I can bring you business and bring, deal, you know, bring deals to them? Great strategy. They'll give you their top buyers. Hard money lenders. Hard money lenders have contacts to people that are borrowing their money. They want to do more deals. So, hey, who, who are your top buyers? I have a deal for them. Facebook groups, social media. If you're in Utah where I am, just type in Utah Real Estate Investors group right and then you'll have all the investors in those groups no matter where you are atlanta real estate investors pennsylvania real estate investors they're hanging out in there i also know that you host uh, your own meetups it's called real estate rookie meetup tell us about that uh, there's a lot of RIAs here in, in salt lake i feel like they're geared towards agents i've been to a couple of them and i don't know it's when I go there, there's just a lot of people that are sitting at tables and, you know, they have someone present and then it's kind of over. Maybe you can network a little bit. But me, I wanted to create one specifically for investors, wholesalers. I call it the real estate rookie meetup because I know that it, how intimidating it can be for uh, someone that knows nothing about real estate to go to one of those meetups and feel like you don't have a place, right? You're like, well, shoot, I don't know if anyone even wants to talk to me. You guys have a place. In my meetup, basically pair the rookies up with cash buyers and investors all ready to do what I'm telling you so you, they can work together because that's how deals are done. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I first started, I was hitting doors. Do you, do you know how many people would be interested in someone knocking doors in a neighborhood that they want to buy a property? Yeah, go ahead, go knock doors. Tell me what you find. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's why I created it just to be specifically for investing. Obviously agents can go cause agents are investors as well, but it's more geared towards that and to make the rookie feel welcome. Cause we need the rookie. The rookie is important. Yeah, we need people to keep coming into our business. And I also host a meetup. And what I found is that the majority, and, and you, you could probably agree with this, is the majority of people that attend meetups are rookies, right? I mean, you have some, I found in my experience, this is my model of the world now. I'm not saying that this is a fact across the whole industry and across the country. So uh, if you're listening and you and you want to attend the meetup, do not be, you know, go, go take, go in, go. Go to these meetups because most of these meetups are are people just like yourself that are just getting started or they've done their first deal. And then you'll find people, the host usually like like Nathan is uh, your buyer, right? So you want to connect with Nathan immediately if you go to his meetup because uh, that's that's your, the guy that's putting it together is usually a little bit further down the journey. Nathan, I want to switch it up with you. At 19 years old, you went on a church mm -hmm. meeting.
for two years. Tell us about that and tell us how that has impacted the way you run your business and the way you make decisions in your life. Yeah, so when I was 19 years old, I went on a mission for my church to Portland, Oregon. And I was on the kind of outskirts of Portland, uh, all over, I was Spanish speaking. I, I am Hispanic, uh, my mom is from Chile, but and my dad is American. So I actually, believe it or not, did not speak Spanish until my mission where I had to learn Spanish. Okay. <laughs> so I speak like a, a gringo. You know, I got a, I got a mad thick white accent. So when I went out on my mission, I started trying to speak and I was learning. People were like, what the heck is wrong with this dude? You know, like, why does he look like, you know, look Hispanic, but he can't speak Spanish. So that was intimidating in the beginning. I got a little discouraged. But what I learned in my mission is hard work. You know, you go out there, you're going to get a lot of rejection. I mean, you talk to people about Jesus every day. 90% of people don't want to talk. 99% of people do not want to talk to you. Wow. So I, I, I learned the 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 hard work two years and, and on the mission you dedicate your life to uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ so we we didn't watch movies we didn't go on dates we didn't have girlfriends we didn't have a cell phone we didn't talk well we had a cell phone but we didn't talk to our parents at home we emailed them you could you could call them like twice a, a year uh, for like an hour conversation so they really separate you um, so you can be focused and uh, I had to wake up every day at six thirty a.m. And go to bed. It's you know, ten thirty should be the bedtime. So that was something I was not used to as a nineteen-year-old, like having a regimen. So I learned structure, planning, teaching, uh, service, love. You know, serving others. I learned so much. So it was a, a great experience. How has that experience impacted your life and the way that you run your business today? Uh, well, it's taught me um, the way in business, like to uh, I guess hard work again. Like you, you, you if you want anything, you you got to be consistent and go for it. So, for example, like you know, on the mission, you wouldn't see results immediately, right? It's like planting a seed. And you look at the you look at the same thing as business. Like you're not going to see results immediately. I make one social media post if I think I'm that's all I needed to do. I'm sadly mistaken, right? Same thing with the meetup. The meetup. I I don't know if you saw that video I did, but uh, I did the meetup. No one showed up to my first one. The second one I did, three people showed up. The next one, zero people showed up. So it went back to zero. The, I I continued to keep going because I I was never like, oh man, this isn't going to work. I just know. If you keep going, you're going to see results. So the last meeting I had was uh, like 20 plus people, which is the best we've had. And I, mind you, I started this five months ago, right? Uh, so it hasn't been great. It, you know, my expectation is like, oh man, thousand people. I'd love that, right? That's just not how, how it goes. Um, it takes time. So that's what I learned, uh, consistency. Do you consider yourself a religious person? Uh, yeah, so I would say, yeah. I mean, everything. I pray every morning. I read my scriptures every morning. I uh, I try to do everything in my life. I don't speak about it all the time. I don't like to you know, talk about it as much. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in my mind, it is the core values, the principles. Uh, I have a, I live a principle-centered life, so everything I do is uh, geared around serving, loving, te uh, helping, um, being charitable. You know, if I do something that I don't feel like is in line with my my core principles or beliefs, like I, I shouldn't do it. You need more men with core values and principles that align with themselves like that in this world, especially in this world that we live in today. So I commend you and salute yeah. you for that. What was your biggest obstacle you've overcame while doing a deal? Uh, that's, you know, there's quite a few when you do real estate, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you there's a lot. I mean, people that get into this think they, they ain't in it for a battle. That's why I'm telling you mindset is number one. You got to be ready. But, uh, I would say we bought a property. This is interesting. So we, we started doing nationwide pay-per-click. We started having leads come in. We had a lead 
that came in from uh, Rialto, California. Uh, mm -hmm. The seller wanted to sell it. We agreed to buy it. She said, I'll take 80. So we signed an agreement for 80. By the way, I'm an, I was a noob at this point uh, or newer. So I, I made a lot of mistakes. So 80,000, 80, we signed the contract. We find someone that will buy it at 120. So it's a 40K deal, right? The day before close, the seller says, I ain't selling it to you for 80. I found out that I can get more. I want 95. Back then, I didn't know you could say no. <laughs> Back then, I didn't know. I was like, I, but now I'd be like, hey, you know, you signed an agreement. We can file an affidavit of memorandum, cloud the title. You, you, unfortunately, you just can't do that. I mean, we can work something out, but you just don't get to do the day before close. Just decide. Mm -hmm. So anyway, made that mistake. I said, okay, fine. So there you go. 25K at that point. The buyer who we had lined up to buy the property bails. So I actually bought the house. So I bought the house. He bailed. So I'm like, well, shoot. Okay. So I buy the house. I have a house that's a rundown piece uh, uh, of trash in, in Rialto. It's not, it's like a terrible house. Now we got to sell it. So we end up calling another buyer. He goes by to check it, says he can pay like 120 or 130 or whatever. So we're like, okay. So he, he goes and walks in. He says, I ain't buying this house. We're like, why not? He said, he's like, there's a squatter in here. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. Get him out of there. I'm from Utah. If there's a squatter, get him out. Right. <laughs> and He's like, that's not how it works here. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I'm like, the West you... Coast, my California people, we got a lot of them. We got a lot of listeners from California. Much love to you guys. Those of you listening yeah, from L.A. For real. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean you can't get him out? So we got in touch with the squatter. He's like, yo, I'm moving. This is my house. And I'm oh, like, my oh, my Lord. God. So, so the, the, the buyer, we tell the buyer, like, hey, tell the buyer, tell the squatter, we'll give him 500 bucks just to get out because we need to get this deal done. So the squatter's like, Give me $2,500 in 30 days to vacate, and I'll think about moving. I'll think about it. And I was like, in my mind, prideful again. You know, this pride is this thing that I'm trying to overcome in my life. And I was like, this dude is not, this squatter is not stopping this deal from happening. So I got on a plane the next day with my business partner. We flew out there, and we went to the house, and we, we kicked the dude out. We got him out because we, I didn't know, like, that was a problem. So it was, it was, it was interesting. Cause there was a giant gate on the house, like 12 foot. So mm -hmm. cops would never really go there and kick him out because there was a gate that was locked. The guy had to put a padlock so you couldn't mm -hmm. open it. So they're like, I'm not jumping that. So they do a jump in and over the fence every day to get into his ha the, the house. Uh, so anyway, we go there, we cut the lock off with the locksmith. We open the gate, we lock it, uh, sh we lock it open so he can't ever shut it again. And uh, we go inside, girlfriend's in there with another dude. Um, and we're like, you need to get out. We told you you need to get out. So she she gets out. The dude that uh, wouldn't leave, the squatter, is actually at work. He was at work. So we started boarding up the house. We got her out. We're like, oh, this is good. He shows up at the house with his boss. His boss is like, you can't kick my my friend out of his house. And, and we got in a big altercation because I'm like, well, why don't you pay your employee a little bit more money and he doesn't have to live in the house that is condemned. So the boss calls the cops on us because we were kicking his – buddy his employee out mm -hmm. cops got involved um you know cop had her back he's like hey look we'll get him out of here no worries this is a big problem in this neighborhood got uh he called the code enforcement people they condemned the property said you can't live here there's no running water electricity this is condemned got him out we boarded it up and got the deal done but that was probably one of the most stressful experiences because the whole time i was like is this going to work that resourcefulness that that grit 
that, that that attitude of whatever it takes. I mean, you just jumped on a plane and said, we're going to figure this out. And that's what it takes. You know, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, I have stories after stories like that where I, in a suit, you know, I got my black and whites in a suit. I, I, I got to execute on this deal. And I'm there in my suit because we got a small window of warm weather in February. And I had to paint this exterior. You know, you can't paint exterior if it's not 55 degrees or hot or, or warmer. And we're like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to do it. And I'm there holding the light for the painter in the dark, <laughs> right? In my black suit, in my shoe, my, you know, <laughs> the guy's praying. It's like, you know, is that, is that whatever it takes attitude when, when, yeah. you're, when you're in this business? And I, I love the fact that you're doing that. All right, my brother, thank you so much for being here. We're going to go into a, a segment that we call the Untitled round and i got some questions you don't need to think about it you just need to answer right. you ready brother you just answer whatever no need to explain all right here we go we're going into the untitled round question number one is family or money family real estate is awesome <laughs> i deserve gold me a gold medal for jujitsu i want to try to fly i can't live without my wife marriage is is excellent oh money or oh favor oh money Education or experience? Experience. Poor and happy or rich and miserable? Poor and happy. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Logic or emotion? Logic. Physical work or mental work? Physical. Coffee or tea? Uh, tea. Awesome, brother. And that's the end of our untitled round, man. Appreciate you coming out. If people wanted to get a hold of you, Nathan, what and how can people get a hold of you? I know you mentioned your course and these things, this mind map thing that you teach on people on how to get their their their, their wholesale deal. If someone's in Utah, they want to connect with you. They want to go to your meetup. But how do they connect with Nathan? Yeah, great question. So InvestorThrive.com is where you can get the free stuff. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Nathan Payne. You just type in my name. Uh, Facebook group where you can come in and get free training, painless wholesaling group. And really, if you DM me on any platform, I'll respond because I it's either me or one of my virtual assistants that will hit you up. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got, Twitter, t TikTok, anything, we're all over it. Outstanding. Thank you again, brother, for being here. Thank you for coming out. Really appreciate you. And I look seeing you again soon, brother. Bye.